Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Teixeira. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teixeira, along with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, babe. Hey. So, this one is really exciting. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can barely one, handle so, it. <laughs> so, you go ahead and do the interview. Okay, we have one of our Victor Trip recipients with us today, and her name is Bonnie Rowe. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for Yay. having me. Yay! <laughs> yes, so we had Bonnie. Um, she, it what was it 2019 that we had you speak? Do you remember? I believe, yeah, I believe it was 2019. Yeah, because then we 20, hit COVID, and then we hit COVID. I think yeah. so too. I think yeah. so. So we have we have quite a few years under our belt, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I can't believe it. So we had you speak in um, our Victor Trip reveal. We also had you speak at our big fundraiser. And I know you're like, oh, I'm not really loving this, <laughs> but your story is worth being told. That's right. So That's if so. you don't mind, just kind of dive into a little bit, maybe of your cancer journey. And your cancer journey kind of goes over a lot of other things. So just start maybe how everything started. Yeah. So I think to really put you in the right mindset of where I was at that time, I have to take you back a year before I okay. was um, diagnosed. Okay. So in 2017, I had just entered the psych tech program. Um, I had, it's a really strict program, so mm. you can't miss much time at all. Um, I had, well, also, I'm the third of four children. Okay. So um, I have an older brother, an older sister, and a younger sister. Um, my older sister in 2017 had been diagnosed with pulmonary hypertension. Mm. So right at the beginning of that school year, um, I had gotten a call from my mother saying, hey, um, you know, your sister fell. She's not doing too well. And um, you might want to come down here just to you know, be with her. And you're in a Tascadero? I was in a Tascadero. Okay. She was down in San Bernardino. Okay. So when I got that call, I was like, okay, I need it. I'm going to go right now. I'm leaving. We're just going to hit the road. Got on the road about three exits down the road. I got the call from my mother that they had started CPR on my sister. Mm. And, um, and so we were like, you know, we need to hurry. We need to rush down mm -hmm. there. And then a few minutes later, I got the call that she had passed. And so starting that program right from the beginning, you know, right. I couldn't miss that. You're only allowed to miss two days in the entire program. Right. So um, I had to take my two days just to, to attend her funeral. Oh, I came yeah. back. That was about two weeks into the program. So I had a year left of attending that program um, without being able to take any time for myself sure. for at all. Ugh. So I, I was going through the program and the first two semesters I was okay. I was, you know, I was passing. I had A's. I was doing good. I started noticing by the third semester, my last semester, I wasn't feeling as well. I was starting to get kind of headaches. I was starting to, my grades were dropping. I was going from an A to a C minus. Mm. Um, and it was, everyone was like, this is the easiest semester. Why is it so hard for you? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Um, I noticed my vision was starting to get a little bad. But um, I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't I don't have health insurance right now. I, I can't go to the doctors. So, sure. um I was like, okay, I'll get through the program. I'll start working soon at the hospital, and everything will be okay. Sure. So I started going. Um, I graduated, but like I said, I was having migraines. I was not feeling well at all, and mm. I couldn't take any time off. I had already used up my two days. I oh couldn't. My gosh. Yeah, two days of two like days out of a year, and I'm telling you, I was sitting in class, not feeling good. I could barely walk. I was wow. Vertigo was crazy. And remind me how old you are at this time. 
I was 25 at this time. Okay. Yeah. And, um, so I finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to graduate, you know, I graduated, I started working there and I just kept noticing like things kept getting weirder and weirder with me. Um, and working in the state hospital, you don't want to be messing around with anything. You want to be on your (laughs) game. Yeah, exactly. And I started noticing like my arms started getting weak and I couldn't write as fast as I was writing before. Um, my vision just kept getting worse and worse. I started getting double vision. I remember Mm. having a doctor on my unit be like, can you look at my eyes? Like something's going on with me. I don't know what it is. And, um, they're like, yeah, something's up with your eyes, but I, I don't know what it is. Right. So, so you finished school at this point, you graduated and and now you're, you're working as a, as a psych tech. Okay. Yeah. A psych tech trainee. So I'm still in my probation period. Okay. Um, and so I had to wait till May to, for my health insurance to kick in before anything, I could do anything about it. So I, um, I waited and finally I started, I noticed, I started noticing like the, the hallways were seeming a lot longer in my, with my vision. Um, I couldn't walk up and down the stairs anymore. I was sliding down the stairs on my butt in the hospital, but I didn't want to get fired. So I was like, okay, I got to do what I can do. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't okay. So, so was it your depth perception depth, that was? Yeah. So everything. I so was just, double vision, everything. Yeah. My arm was completely weak. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, my health insurance is about to kick in. I'm going to just go see if it's my vision, what's going on. So I was like, okay. May 1st came, kicked in. I went that day to go get my my vision checked. Mm. I walked in there and my eye doctor was like, you have something neurological going on with you. You need to go to the hospital right now. And I was like, okay, like not really taking him too seriously. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I drove myself to Twin Cities. I checked in there. Within two days, I was paralyzed. I couldn't walk. I couldn't, yeah, I started having seizures. We could not figure out like what was going on. They did an MRI. Um, and my grandmother had passed of ALS, so they were thinking something along the lines of that, like maybe Ooh. MS or um, ALS. Mm-hmm. ALS. So when they did the MRI, they they just saw spots. They didn't see anything at that Ooh. time. Okay. So they started giving me some steroids, and it was starting to feel a little bit better, but the seizures weren't stopping. And I hadn't seen a neurologist. I was there for a week, and I had not seen a neurologist. And... Um, Finally, I talked to one of the general doctors that were there and we're like, should we check out of here and go to somewhere else that is like maybe a teaching hospital like Stanford, UCLA or something? Sure, bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, no, I cannot advise you to do that. But shaking his head, yes. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, nodding his head. Mm -hmm. Like, get out of here. So that's what we did. So have they done an MRI, a CAT scan, all this at Twin Cities? They had just done an MRI. And, so, and it was inconclusive. It, it just showed spots. Like maybe I had MS. That's what they were thinking mm-hmm. is that I had MS. Um, and so we're like, okay, maybe it's on. The, but I still had not seen the neurologist. Um, oh. There was only, I want to say, like two in the county at that time. And so we checked out and we drove up to Stanford. And when we got there, like I said, I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't walk. Um, like I checked in there and they did did the full body scan. They didn't see anything at the time. Um, they did a lumbar puncture. They did an MRI of my brain again. And they said, yeah, you have, it looks like something going on, like maybe MS or a flare or something. We need to just keep you on steroids. And they started giving me seizure medication at that point. And they're like, okay, you know, you're doing, you're doing better. So we're going to release you. Um, 
what what they were thinking is that maybe it was it called ATEM, which is called acute demyelinating encephalomyelitis. Hard to say. That is <laughs> hard to say. Big word. Yeah. Big word. Yeah. And um, so that's what they had diagnosed me with. But that is something more that children get more so than okay. adults. So they were still kind of puzzled by me. Okay. Um, and so they 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 released me. I went home. Um, and then a few weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. And we were excited. Oh, we so were excited. through the roof. Okay, okay so. let's, let's stop right there. Tell us a little bit about your husband. Because yeah, we, we jumped right, into, we we jumped right into your story. Yes, and he yes. couldn't be so, here with us today. Yeah, so Tony is my partner. We've been together for going on 11 years this year. Oh, my gosh. He's, yeah, he's he was amazing. He was there with me through all of it. And um, he was just as excited. I mean, he's oh, wanted sure. kids since we first met. Like, he was been wanting kids his forever right and so um yeah so we found out we were pregnant and we were just like oh my gosh like this is great I'm gonna you know I'm starting to feel better um and then we're starting to live life again and fourth of July came around and we were in Cayucas at the beach and I remember I had a big massive seizure and I couldn't talk it was coming out gibberish they he Ooh. it wouldn't the seizure wouldn't stop um, it lasted for about 30 minutes. So are they grand mal seizures? Are they, they, in other words, a full body seizure or do you have just an, is it an isolated with maybe yes, an arm or it something? Was all my right side. So okay. it was my right leg, okay. my right arm, but this time it had spread in my brain. So I couldn't talk. Um, it was coming out gibberish or anything I could say. I, I knew what I wanted to say. I could. Okay. Yes. But you couldn't get I it couldn't out. get it out. Okay. And, um, he rushed me over to Sierra Vista and same thing they but they were like well we can't do an mri you're pregnant we can't do we can do blood work but that didn't show anything sure. um so we were like okay well you know what do we do you know and they're like well take these seizure medications and check back in with stanford see what they say and kind of go from there and i was like okay well i'll do that you know but i just and did the seizure medication work it stopped it at okay. that time but from that point on they had me on like lorazepam every four hours and i'm pregnant so it's kind of you yeah. know it's like pick my poison at that point and it yeah. was it was rough so are you and back to working in between all this um, was I working at that time? Um, I think I was working, I was actually working for my good friend under the table. Um, I was not back at Ash because I was still on my medical leave. Okay. Um, but I was working for my friend under the table at her thrift store, just organizing sort and stuff. Gotcha. And I was going crazy just, at home. Just to do something. I was, something. Yeah, I was on steroids. I was like, I need to move. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I got to get going. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so after that seizure, we were like, okay, I told Stanford, we're like, well, we, they told me we got to wait till you're at least in your second trimester again. Okay. So I was like, okay. So um, we waited and I started having more seizures, more seizures. Uh, my vision started getting bad again. My arms started getting weak again. Mm. I was like, okay, I don't think this is what they're thinking it is, you know? And so they sent me up there and we went in, I did another MRI and they said it got worse that my brain, it was actually, um, they weren't quite sure they were did a scan over my body they didn't see anything else in my body my labs came back okay. they did a bone marrow biopsy that came back fine they did another lumbar puncture that came back fine um and wow. so they're looking at my brain and they're like we don't know they sent it to a few other hospitals somewhere in san diego one in texas just trying to get other doctors opinions because they were like we don't you don't, we don't know. know what this is and this is stanford this is you stanford that. Yes. this is yeah a, yeah yeah and so we we're like okay well 
what do we do from here, you know? And so they're like, okay, well, we want you to come back in like a week. We're going to have to recheck you again. So I went back. And at this point, they're like, we see a tumor. There's a tumor um, and it's in your motor cortex. It's inoperable. There's no way we can operate on it. Um, we don't know. It might be one type of cancer. It might be another type of cancer. It could maybe be benign. We just don't know. And so I, we're like, okay, well, what do we do, you know? Um, and they're like, we're going to have to send you in for a brain biopsy. So I was like, okay, being pregnant and we're trying to figure out the safest route to do this. Sure. Um, and so we went in about a week later, they did another check and they said that it had grown three times its size within the three weeks that I had, uh, the first time that they spotted wow. the tumor by the time I went back in to get the biopsy, it had grown three times its size with that in that time. Mm. Yeah. So, um, we went in and we did the the brain biopsy and I remember just coming out of anesthesia and the doctor telling me, yeah, you have uh, CNS lymphoma um, and it's going to be really like we're going to start treatment immediately if, you know, it's aggressive. It's very, very aggressive. Um, so I'm going to interrupt you right there. So he said you had CNS lymphoma. Yes. But yet there were no clues in your spinal taps. Nope. Nowhere else, primarily in my brain. So it was all isolated to your brain. Yeah, and he was telling me that it's very rare um, in mm -hmm. people who do normally get it. It's someone who's immune compromised. So someone who's had like HIV or someone who's had a transplant, an organ transplant. Um, it was more prevalent in men than women. Um, the youngest case was like 26, 25. So I was one of the youngest cases and I was a woman. So... And I was healthy, so they were like... So they're not even looking for this. Because no. yeah. you don't fit, I don't fit the, the mold. criteria. Yeah. yeah, so they were like, no, like, we don't, you know, we mm -hmm. don't know how you how you got this. Sure. Um, and so we just were like, okay, so we figured out, well, I'm going to have to start treatment in three days. I was just concerned about the baby. Am I going to have to, like, what are we going to have to do? Can I keep the baby? Is the chemo, like, is it going to be okay? Like, what do we yeah. do? And they're like... Mm, the likelihood of you living, you'll be you'll be dead in three weeks. And so I was like, okay. And they're like, your baby won't make it. Like, it's either you choose this or we start the chemo. Like, that's, that's pretty much the only options you have at this point. And I remember the doctor, the surgeon coming in, and he had just lost a baby too. And he was kind of crying and just like kind of giving me a hug and was like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to help you no matter what. And I was like, okay. And, oh, um, heart wrenching. Yeah. Heart wrenching. Yeah. Cause those so, are not choices. No, that is something that's necessary for, if I want to live. Your yeah. And so we're like, okay. The next day I was induced. I was already almost halfway through my pregnancy at that point. Mm. So, um, I know I kept saying, I'm like, can we just wait four weeks? And they're like, no, you won't have time. So I was like, okay. So we did the surgery. Um, and then that next day, they put in a pick line, and we started chemotherapy. Um, I did the first round up there, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, and they're like, okay, yeah, the chemo, it works on about 70% 70, 70 of people when they do the chemo. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, great, like 70, there's a good chance 70% sure. of this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it, you know? And they're like, okay, well, you're going to finish treatment down at French Hospital, like closer to home. Um, so they sent me back here. And once I got back here, I went and spoke with my new oncologist. Um, and he was like, I need you to come into the office because I don't know if they actually went over something with you. And I was like, okay. And I went in and he was like, the chemo works on 70% of the people, but the chances of survival is only 30%. And he basically said, I have three, three months without treatment and five years um, – Altogether, like he, it, he was basically getting ready to put me on hospice, and he was just like, 
and I had only had one treatment. So the entire time I'm going through treatment, I'm thinking I'm not going to make it. You know, I'm, I was like, what was the point of doing this and having the baby removed and having right. to, you know, so I'm yeah. like super down and I was just oh, like the whole time, just, I'm not going to make it. And, and you're and, 25 and, years old. And this 25. is during COVID. No, um, no, right no, before no. This COVID. Before. Oh, this is right this before, is before COVID. Yeah, yeah. This is in 2018. So, so just to recap at this point. Mm-hmm. So you started school. Mm-hmm. Graduated from school. You graduated from school. Your sister, lost you lost your sister in the mm-hmm. meantime. You start having serious Six. medical issues. Mm-hmm. You find out you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yes. You lose a baby. Mm-hmm. You're diagnosed with cancer yeah. and are basically giving months to live. Yeah. Terminal is what terminal. they've had on my paperwork. Just terminal. Terminal. This is what they said. Mm-hmm. And we're talking Stanford and locally. Yes. And so... Um, I was actually trying to look up the stats on it now just to see if anything's changed. And I was like, I, I still can't do it. I still I don't can't look it. I'm like, I can't. No, no, no. Don't, don't, yeah. it. No, don't do it. Don't ever do we, it. We, we tell everybody, don't, don't, don't do don't, that. Don't Google yeah. it. Because no. Google's a great resource, but it tends to rob people of their hope. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it's Absolutely. just stats. It's not, it, everyone's different. Everybody's, everybody's different. different. Everyone's different. Look at yeah. this. Yeah. That's and the craziest so, thing. Yeah. And I was like, if I would have known that while I was going through treatment, it would have saved me a lot of heartache. Um, but yeah, so at that point I, he had told me, you know, I, I'm not going to live. So I'm here talking with Chapel of the Roses, trying to figure out my own funeral. And I'm just like, this is horrible. Like I, I hate this, you know? And, um, so we started, I kept doing the treatment after the third round of chemo. I was feeling really good. I was like, I feel better than I did before I was diagnosed. I have way more energy. I'm out here sanding dressers and repainting them. Like I had so much energy. I was deep cleaning my house. I was like, I feel great. I don't know what they're talking about. Like this is, Hmm. you know, and I'm like, okay. And, um, at the time I was kind of mad at my doctor for telling me that. Cause I was like, you don't know me. Like you don't know what's going to happen, you know? Um, and then me and him started, like we actually became friends and, um, I remember it was Christmas Eve. He had called me and I had finished my treatment. Well, I had one more treatment after that, but it was different. Um, And he called me on Christmas Eve and he was in Colorado with his family. And he's like, I just got your MRI back and there's nothing. You have no tumor. It's completely gone. Like normally it doesn't disappear. Like it'll still be a remnant of something. And he was like, there's nothing there in your brain. He's like, you're in complete remission. And I was like, are you, you know, and he started crying and I started, cry- I screamed. I couldn't even, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you sure? Like I was in disbelief and I was oh, like, oh my God. Same guy that said. That I wouldn't. Yeah. And then. And this is Christmas. This was Christmas Eve. Ugh. And he called me crying with his family just because he was so. What a Christmas gift. Yeah. I was right? like. You're oh like. I still have the recording of his voicemail on my phone of him telling me. Don't lose that. Yeah. Whoa. And I was like, oh my. And I. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> after that, I was like, you know, but then I started questioning myself. I'm like, well, if I'm going to live, like, am I gonna ever be able to have children again like if it, what's, right you know and so I started looking into that I started looking into well okay um what were the chances of me being able to have a baby again right. like what's right. life after what's cancer life? now yeah yes, and if exactly. I'm you know I'm like I'm gonna make it like you know absolutely I'd, that's not what they said but I am I'm exactly gonna make and it. you you st- what was your last treatment then your last treatment so, was 2018 20 January of 2019 I actually got out on my birthday on January 23rd um I was released from UCLA they had to put me in ICU 
they had to give me two extreme chemotherapies that basically wiped me out. I mean, it oh. was like a topicide and mm. cytarabine. I'm like, it just sounds Those bad. are both wow. extremely nasty. Yeah, very nasty. And, um, oh, wow. I, I, you know, I was neutropenic for a while. I had to get some blood transfusions after that. And okay. um, so I was there for about three weeks getting this treatment. Um, and then I was released on my birthday. And this is what, like once after I knew I was in the clear, I was starting to talk to, you know, my fertility specialist. I'm like, okay, can I have a baby? Like, can we check my, for, like my eggs? And they're like, it's, it's not going to lie. It's going to be slim. You didn't have time to preserve eggs. It takes a while to do that. Right. Um, we gave you some medication while you were going through treatment to help preserve eggs. But we honestly yep. don't know, like we really, the term she used was nuke me. She said, we oh. had to nuke you to keep you wow. alive and bring you back. She was like, we had to kill you and bring you back to life with that last treatment. And I was like, well, definitely felt that way. So I was like, yeah. okay. Mm. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, and so we're like thinking, you know, I'm never going to be able to have kids after this. Absolutely. And, you know, and so, and then after my older sister passed, my younger sister and I, we became extremely close. I mean, we were already close, but we became extremely close. And yeah. A few months had gone by at this point, and I was just starting to talk with her about like, what do we, what do I do? You know, like I'm super bummed. I always wanted to have kids, and she was like, I'll, I'll care for you. She was like, no matter what, like I will do this. Like I will mm. be there for you. Like I'll carry your children if that's what you want. Um, and I was like, okay, like this is, you know, this is great, you know. And so you had an option, so, right. yeah, an option. I had an option. Yeah. And so your middle child, then I'm the third. You're third the third. Of four. You're third. Third of four. Okay. Yeah. All right. So my so this is the baby sister we're talking baby to sister. now. My baby sister, Robbie. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was talking with her, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll carry. Um, you know, just let me know when you're ready, and we'll start planning this yeah. and working." And, she, and yeah, then I was sure. like, "Well, and it's still like, even if it's not my eggs, at least." she was willing to donate it, her eggs, you know, to, yeah. I'm like, and it'll still family. be blood. Yeah. It'll yeah. still be my family. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, and then I remember I went out, it was about that, that night or the next night I went out and I had my first cocktail since everything. Mm. And I was just so excited. Yeah. Sure. And, like, yes, I can celebrate. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is great. Like just, yeah, that first drink, I was like, wow, like I haven't had a drink in so long, you know? Sure. And, um, then that night I had received a call and it was my sister's boyfriend, Robbie's boyfriend. And he was saying, Hey, like, have you seen her? Like she has, she never came home. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? And is she local? She lived in California Valley. Okay. So, so fairly local. Fairly local. Yeah. 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 And he was like, she never came home. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, what, where, where is she? And he was like, I don't know. I was hoping to see if she was with you. And I was like, no. And so I got off the phone and I started calling everywhere just yeah. trying to figure out where she could be. And he was like, okay, I'm going to go and, um, I'm going to go look for her. And I said, okay. And about 10 minutes later he called me and he was like, she's been in an accident and he's all, she rolled her car and I don't think she's, she's not going to make it. And I was like, are you sh like, are you sure? And I called my dad who lives there and he rushed over there too. And it's an hour away. And, wow. um, my dad gets there and he's like, she's gone. Like there's oh, nothing that they could do. She's already, already been gone. Wow. Yeah. And I was, that dropped me. That really just, I'm like, you know, just, yeah, it was rough. Rock bottom. So Rock bottom. in, Rock in bottom. less than two years, less than two years, you lost your oldest sister mm -hmm. from a medical condition mm -hmm. that you didn't get to say goodbye to. Nope. You fought. A cancer that hmm. you shouldn't have survived. Mm -hmm. You lost a baby in order to survive. Mm -hmm. And then 
you lost your baby sister who was going to be your yeah, surrogate. your surrogate. Yeah. And really, you didn't get to say goodbye to her either. Nope. Not at all. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. That is so... And, so and you're still here. I'm still here. You've yeah. chosen to, to survive and, and to go on. Function. Yeah. Step one foot right in yes. front of the other. And, and I you're taking just, one day at a time. And mm -hmm. I've met you... In 2019, I want to say. I was probably still bald or very curly head at very, that time. Like very tight curls at the, yeah. Mm -hmm. And your hair was just starting to come in. Yeah. Do you remember when you first st heard about 17 Strong? Um, when you guys first reached out to me, I, I remember my doctor telling me, hey, there's this organization. I, I want to talk to them about you. And I was like, okay, but he never really said your guys' name. And okay. so when you reached out to me, I was just like, is this a scam? Is this? <laughs> I'm all. Is this we my get favorite? that all the time. I know. I'm like, yeah. who? I was like, why would they want to? I'm like, hmm, what is going yeah. on here? Well, in this day and age, yeah, yeah it's, it sounds too I good do. to be yeah, true. It yeah, definitely yeah. Sounds, I'm not going to fix your power bill yeah. and your phone bill or, so, you know, yeah, so ask you for money. Exactly. So. so I was like, what? And so I remember going back to my doctor and being like, hey, what was the name of that organization you were talking about? And he mentioned your guys' name. And I was like, it's real. Like, it's a real thing. Like, this is great. Like, oh, my God. And I was just so – like, Tony and I were both like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is amazing. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's – I remember that's the first time I had heard about you guys. And right. I was like, wow. And then I started talking to his – like, after we heard your guys' last name, we started – I was telling um, his family about you guys. And his younger brother's like, oh, yeah, I, I think I played baseball with their son. And he was like, it was on a like traveling a travel, travel ball. ball. Sure. Yeah. And okay. so, and so he was like, yeah, I remember that name. And then I showed him and he's like, yeah, I, his younger oh, brother wow. had played. And I was like, what? what? A small, small world, small world, such a yeah. small community, such a small town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, I'm trying to remember how it all played out because <laughs> I want to say that we kind of tried to postpone it a little bit. Because you wanted to do something. Do you remember how it played out? And then COVID hit. COVID hit. Yes. Yes. So I think originally we were thinking about going to Paris um, for our, our trip. And then COVID had hit. And so we were like, okay. And then us because we just went on our trip last year you just went so what was 20, that that was 22 2022 so yeah. we're talking like years which normally we do in one one year, year. yeah and it was so many things but i remember just really because you wanted to do certain things and i was yeah. like we got to get her to do this certain <laughs> thing yeah yes yeah so um we, once it started everything started opening back up again we're like okay well where can we go because we didn't know right what, what was and what does that open. look like when you get there yeah you know of course you know, you're thinking of those things too yeah and then we were starting to think well maybe ireland then they, they were like no there's a two-week quarantine quarantine and so we're like okay where else can we go and then we're me and him both were like santorini like let's go to greece like yes. and they were open so we're like let's do this like yeah. this is gonna be great you know and then we were like well if we're there because tony's best friend lived in, in barcelona in spain so oh, i was wow. like well, while we're there, like after that trip, like, could we like go on our own and go and see him in Spain? And you guys were like, yeah, like we just have to get you home. Isn't Dawn <laughs> so awesome? Like, yes. She's amazing. And I always say it's not limited to because yeah. <laughs> yes, we pay for a week, but you got to go for a whole nother week. Yeah. So we went for a whole nother week and his, uh, Tony's brother met us over there. And then we I didn't were, know that yeah, his brother met us over there. 
Um, and when they, we hopped over to uh, Italy for three days, and then we hopped back to Barcelona, and then we went home. But it was just it was so it was amazing because we were able to like fit all of that in. To, and when to are you going to be there again? I that's know. what that's what we say. Like yeah. if you're going to be there, and you have you know, um, and you can, you might as well. Enjoy make it two it. weeks yeah. and yep. you know see family or you know do what you got to do that is amazing yeah. we have quite a few people that do that yeah, that, oh, that yeah. extend the trip on their own okay. and and then we just i know, know i felt so bad for dawn because i was no. like dawn what about this no. she was i was in the <laughs> she's loop an angel on that. by yeah, herself she's you know. she's she is amazing. an angel and she is just she's like no they're staying a week longer i'm like yeah all right <laughs> and i loved it because I got to kind of walk through it with you guys when you guys bought your first house yeah. and then you bought a, a business and it's, you know, nifty thrifty. And mm -hmm. I know that, um, yeah, so that is been really fun. And now you, you also have another business that you guys are kind of doing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So after all of that, I was like, I don't want to go back to work at Ash. Like I want to, you know, I need to do something a little bit easier on my body for right now, just sure. less stressful. Sure. And um, the friend that I was working under the table for at the thrift store, she offered us if we wanted to buy the business from her. And we're like, sure. Like, I love doing this. I mean, it's fun. I, yes. You know, it's not like work to me. It's it's enjoyable. Sure. So I was like, yeah, like, I'll do it. I'll, we'll buy it from you. And so we bought it from her. And then while we were there, I was like, well, I'm going to need to find inventory. So I started reaching out to everyone on Craigslist, Facebook, everywhere, yeah. saying, hey, at the end of your guys' yard sales, I'll come pick up whatever's left over. And finally, I met a gal who does estate sales. And she was just like, hey, you know what? If you want to partner with us, you can pick up everything after the end of all of our estate sales. And it could be yours. And I was like, okay, deal. And then that she, is awesome. And then she ended up buying a house in Tennessee. And she was like, hey, we're moving. We're going to sell the business. Do you guys want to buy it? And we're like, sure. <laughs> like, we'll buy your business too. So, so you we, have like all these businesses. Yeah. And it just really works together it yeah, yeah it really does work together yeah. um which is amazing and um yeah i always I, that's amazing to me i just love how things work out so i want to spin it back around and talk mm -hmm. a little bit about your mindset mm -hmm. yeah what i mean we've all been through tragedy mm -hmm. we're all part of a tree Mm -hmm. That tree has very deep roots, but every branch is different. Mm. We're on a different branch than you are. And there's other people with cancer journeys that have are on different branches as well. Sure. But what was your mindset going back with all these losses mm -hmm. and then you're diagnosed with cancer and then losing the baby and everything? What's going through your mind? At first, um, I would say at first it was survivor's guilt. I was feeling extremely guilty. Like, why, why am I the one that gets to live after I've lost all of them? Like, why, you know, why are they gone and why am I still here? And then I started thinking, you know, everything, it happened for a reason. I'm here for a reason. There's yeah. a purpose for me being here still. And whatever that might be, I'll, I'll figure it out probably down That's the right. road. Maybe I'll never figure it out, but maybe I will like, you oh, know, after, after 100%. I'm gone and I'll know, like yeah. I was here for a reason. Oh, and, I believe that. And I was like, I'm my purpose right now is live for them. Yeah. I'm, I want to do explore, do everything I could that they couldn't do. Sure. You know, um, I, I love to travel. My sister loved to travel. Love she loved the countryside. Um, so everywhere I go, I try to pick up like a heart shaped rock and take it to her oh, memorial. That's I, awesome. you know, and my older sister, she was more like a mother to me. So, mm. um, so seeing them, it was just kind of like, you know, my mindset, I was just, I was sad, but at the same time, like, okay, I've got to find a reason to make this positive yeah. or else I'm going to be stuck living in that 
depressed mindset and that's not living and it's a choice that you make that i can't wallow in that i know that mm -hmm. i wouldn't want you to yeah so how do i move forward and you found just to be able to travel and yeah to yeah and exactly and i'm like i know they're with me so it's like i've got to yeah just keep living and you know just show them or prove to them like you know i it was worth me staying absolutely and um even like I still, I mean, I still get that survival survivor's guilt here and there, but it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's life after cancer yeah. too is not mm. easy. Yeah, oh, you no. know, you have these things that you have to do after cancer, and, yeah, oh, and they're they're sure. hard. They're that, not easy. Life is mm-hmm. it, it makes it a little harder, but you you have priority of life now. Yeah. You know, and you put it in perspective, and yeah, I think that that's. I, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen you do these things, so it's amazing to. Um, I don't know, to witness and to see you and Tony together and how that relationship has grown because there's Mm -hmm. the percentage of people even staying together with all that stuff that's gone on is just, I mean, it's way over 50%, I know. And um, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful to see as an outsider. And I know it's hard to go through it, but don't, wouldn't you say if you were to give advice to somebody, what would you tell them? Um, I would say, you know, don't believe the statistics. It's not. Don't Google. Don't Google. <laughs> um, and whatever you can find hope in, re- grab onto it. Because yeah. that is going to be the most important thing to get you through any of it. Absolutely. I mean, um, even if you have all this negativity in your life, just remember, you know, you can always find something to make it better. That's right. And Is, is there anyone that when all this was going on, is there any one thing that helped you through it. This is a two part question. Mm -hmm. So what helped you through it? And then maybe what is an example of what not to say to someone going through it, Mm. what you went through? We could do a whole podcast on that. Can't we, we, Bonnie? People Um, say weird things. Yeah. So good question. Let me think for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, I would probably say, So the second part of the question, like what not to say to someone is, um, just trying to think it's kind of, I know people say, I would say my, and I know some people are different on this. Oh, I am grieves differently. Yeah. So like, I, I know with my doctor telling me like, Oh, you only have 30% chance. I know some people like having that information given to them. Yeah. I did not. I, did I was not just want like, that. I did not want to know it. I don't um, want to know. Some that. people prefer it to be upfront. Um, the whole, oh, you might have a nice bald head. We'll have to wait and see. You know, once you start losing your hair, you might you might have a great shape head. Things like that. Where I was like, really? for me, I like, didn't. I didn't mind losing my hair. Honestly, it was kind of relieving. I always wanted to know what my head looked like, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, it was, you know, I could go to a bonfire. I didn't have smelly hair the next day. I didn't have much maintenance. It was, um, and then what was the first part of that question? Um, Something that helped you through it. Something you looked forward to maybe, or there was a word of encouragement from someone, someone that someone or something that, that helped get you through it. Yeah. So, um, I would definitely say thinking thinking that I wasn't going to make it and then trying to prove them wrong, mm-hmm. trying to say I'm going to make it. Um, I think that really helped me because I've, I've never liked being given doubt mm-hmm. ever in my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Sure. You know, that I feel like helped. Um, after I heard about you guys, that definitely helped, <laughs> helped bring it up a lot. Um, it gives you a little bit of light, a it, little bit of hope it again. It does, you yeah. And, and you can dream. Exactly. Yeah. And I, because I think I heard about you guys farther towards the end of my treatment yeah. than mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. the beginning. So the first half, trying to just get through it, I was, you know, I did have my younger sister at that time and she was there helping me a lot. I had friends and family visiting constantly and I don't like being alone. Sure, so, sure, sure, sure. You know, having and the support. The system, the support system is super awesome to have and and crucial, I feel like. And actually going through schooling, I actually had a lot of the nurses ended up being, like my friends from school ended up being my nurses at the hospital. Really? So that was kind of, it was familiar face. I could go in and Mm. they still work there and... Um, that was always nice. And I remember one time coming in and my doctor looking at me and I'm sitting at the nurse's station, like going through my own chart. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, sorry, they're I'm just checking questions. it out. And That's so, crazy. Um, but no, my doctor and I, we became, like I said, we became good friends. We started doing like trying to do woodworking projects and stuff like that for him. And, um, we still keep in touch here and there. He doesn't live here anymore, but it's still kind of, wow, kind of nice that yeah. is neat that's really neat but yeah, 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 yeah. so I think that kind of just having those people around me mm-hmm. to help me get through it definitely helped motivate me to just keep pushing through and knowing that I, I wanted to live for this baby that I had just lost and my sister sure. at the time I'm like I just you know I want to live for them I sure. want to show that this didn't happen just because like there was a reason for it that right. I had to do what I had to do and because that that it ate me up for a while just oh, you know gosh. being yeah. told like you have to terminate your baby or you're gonna die and yeah I that that was rough and you didn't do to... like any like counseling or that's what blows my no. mind like there's just so many support groups and can and um uh, mm-hmm. and and therapists and you know all these things and you just had such an amazing outlook and knowing that I'm gonna push through and I'm not saying that that's for everybody because everybody deals with things differently but it's just amazing to me to look at you and just go oh my gosh this is such a crazy um story but the the whole victory behind it was beautiful Mm -hmm. and I love it so I think it it all comes back to we hear it time and time again it's the support system Mm -hmm. behind you and the mindset I feel like Mm -hmm. the mindset and that's what she said basically Mm -hmm. is the mindset of going yeah I'm going to prove you wrong yeah because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. Like, and yeah. when you have that motivation, you can, you know, it, I feel yeah. like I always say mindset's most of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. over half of it. It's 90% but of it. It goes back to attitude is everything. Attitude, attitude is, is everything. You know? Absolutely. You can go yeah. wallow in that and mm-hmm. just, you know. Um, and you had every reason to wallow. Every reason yeah. to wallow. I Absolutely. Mean, you, I, you know that can destroy people. Oh. I mean, just one of those events could yeah. destroy people for a lifetime and, yeah. and not wanting to, um, to move be, forward yeah but but to be a productive person in society right. like seriously yeah. like and you bought a house and bought a, you know a, a beautiful business and um and are really doing amazing and can we go there are we going no, there? we're not going there yet. oh we're not going there okay um, are you ready to go there i am so well what else so, well no i i think you've I mean, your story, oh, I've, I've, my mind every I've, time. I've heard it so many times. I've listened to you speak. You're so eloquent when you do it. I love it. And I mean, it's all I can do not to cry. <laughs> I know. Be- because my heart, it, because of what you've been through. And, and I'm just so thankful for you, um, for, for standing up and, and marching forward Absolutely. because so many people would quit after one of those things happened. Mm-hmm. kind of like what Holly said. 
and you are amazing. Amazing. Uh, your story is amazing. Yeah. Um, I think it should be a book. Oh, uh, I um, do. Have you ever thought of that? By the way, I, I've had so many people ask me, and I'm like, I just, I don't know where to start. Yeah. A ghostwriter. Yeah. That's what we need. We need a ghostwriter ghost for Bonnie. Anybody yeah. out there? Yeah. This is yeah. the story you need. Yeah. Because it's just amazing. I think you could touch so many people with oh, with absolutely. with your courage, with your hope, um, you know, and, you know, yeah. all your cards were, were bad cards. I mean, yeah. they, they, you were throwing them back into the deck, and you said, nope. Give me another. Give yeah. me some more cards. Come on. And she's glowing. Do you notice? Know she, she's glowing. She's glowing. And do you want to? Why don't you tell everybody why she's glowing right no, now? No, I think I think Bonnie needs to tell us why she's glowing. Okay, Bonnie, tell us the good news. So, um, as of January, I had found out that I am actually currently expecting. So I am 14 weeks along with a healthy baby. Uh, we don't quite know what we're having yet. Any day Doesn't now, matter. but healthy baby and. With everything stacked against us, it still happened. So I screamed when I found out. I, know. Steve I, I came there was running a in because I thought there was something wrong. Yeah. I and was like so excited. It, you know, we, we both cried. Yeah. We both cried. And I'm sure you oh. have shed many a tear because it, it is so joyful because it's. It's happy. It, it's, it's happy. It's happy. It's the icing on the cake. It's your exactly. reward. It is. And you know, um, because we know so many people that mm-hmm. life after cancer, no, they've, they've lost that. They did. They, they, they had to adopt or, or whatever it was. And, and you just don't know, right. You yeah. don't but know what's going to happen. Exactly. You, you yeah. did it. Yeah. You did it. You it's, did it's amazing. Yes. It's such, such a miracle. It is a miracle. We're so happy for you to be able to, to um, expand your family. And, yeah. you know, I hope there's more behind, behind this one, <laughs> which I'm sure you do too. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And, and how do you feel? Um, now that I'm in the second trimester, <laughs> I feel a whole lot better. Yeah. <laughs> that first one was a doozy. Yeah. Um, but I think like the most amazing thing to me is that my due date is on my sister, my younger sister's birthday. And wow. to me, I'm just like, and this was the surrogate. This was the surrogate that I was going to have is it. Yeah. My due date's on her birthday. And I'm like the odds of this happening. I'm like, no. Right. This she had to have something to do with this. Absolutely. And I'm just so grateful. She's orchestrating thankful. something yeah. from above. And can you tell us what the due date is? October fourth. Oh my October gosh. So October baby. Ten four. Ten four. Ten four. You hear me? So we, we like October birthdays. We anyway, do. Right. It was an October birthday, and um, and oh my gosh, they're just yeah. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't matter what this is. A baby, you know, boy or girl, because if it's a healthy baby, that's all that matters. Exactly. And yeah. And, we, and what we a are blessing. so happy for you. Yes. So I am happy. beyond happy for her. I think I did call her and I just, uh, I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, I am so like beside myself. Like, what? I'm like, what is going on as soon as it got posted? And I am just, um, I just feel like you, uh, we can expect inspire people you know that this is beautiful and to get it out there to people that you know you've been through you're against all the odds and that this is a beautiful thing and it's worth celebrating and I just am I could not wait and that I mean I was I couldn't stop thinking about you couldn't stop thinking about how awesome this is and I'm like we need to do a podcast and are you available this week? Yes. And she's yeah. like, okay, I'll make myself available. And that's yep. what I love about you too, is because <laughs> you really did carve out the time. And that, that means a lot to me that you, um, you thought that it's important to tell people about yeah. it. And I'm, 
and I mean, I appreciate you guys so much for everything that you do, not just for just me, but everyone around me. It's like you give so much hope to and inspire so many people that it's like a lot of people, that's where their life ended. You know, that's where they, they have a hard time moving on. And after going through our that, the trip and experiencing life again, it's like yeah. you can live again. And yep. yes. that's I feel like that's what it's all about is just showing life does go on. That's and, right. You know, and that's kind of that's why I wanted to speak with you guys because I was like, I want to prove like life can go on. You yep. can yes. live happily, and yes. I mean, I'm sure you'll always have that in the back of your mind. Right. I know I still do, but mm-hmm. I don't let it get to me. I don't let it ruin your ruin day, my life. ruin your yeah. life, and right. and it's mm-hmm. always at the forefront. It's more in the back burner. And, exactly, it, and it, it did take a long time for, to get used to that. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, I'm almost five years out now, and it's still like some days I'm like, oh my gosh, but. That's and then I just five years. That five makes me years. so like whoa. August five August, years. Yeah. August is five years. Mm-hmm. A clean wow. bill of health. A clean bill clean of health. health. A baby on the way. A, a roof baby. over my head. Yeah, a yep. roof over your head and a new business that you're starting. Yep. Yes. Wow. I know. All within five years. All yeah. within five years. Yeah. And so it's just and the big shout out to Tony. We yeah. love Tony. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm just I'm just so beyond excited. Um, can't wait to meet this baby. Um, and yeah, I guess it, I mean it doesn't end here. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't. And that's no. what's so. We'll fun have to have part that, two, and you yeah. come back with the baby, <laughs> the baby and, and you'll be pregnant with number two. Yeah, and <laughs> I, know, right? I know, right? So I'm really really yeah. stoked about this, and I just feel like the journey was so rough, but. There is something to be celebrated today. Exactly. And I mean, I, I had to do what I had to do for the first baby, and yeah. I'm still alive, and I'm going to be able to be a mother that's to right. another baby. And that's, it's, that's right. And that's what I'm so excited and happy so about. Excited yeah. about. <laughs> this baby is your life is so loved. So loved. <laughs> yeah. So loved. Exactly. That's a, yeah. And, and then your priority is right. You know, because I feel like sometimes Steve and I had kids very young mm-hmm. and um you know and you're you I remember thinking oh I can't wait till they do this oh, I can't wait till they do this I can't wait till they... and now mm-hmm. I'm like wait a minute if I I love every stage I don't care if you don't do anything you know yeah. and I don't care that you're waking up at 3 a.m like you yeah. know what I mean like it's just a beautiful thing the older that you are and the more that you can just press in and just be in the moment yeah. and intentional about being a mom and those are the cool things is that you know I mean your life is in perspective and in in the um, in the right. You know, you do. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. I feel like I'm yep. mumbling, but oh, no. I just think no. it's a beautiful. thing. You take it one day yeah. at a time, and yeah. that's all Enjoy you can do. Enjoy every oh, yes. minute, yep. because and I know you will. But oh, yeah. every yep. minute, life is precious, and you understand yes. that more oh. more than a lot of people do. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Bonnie, it's been such a pleasure. Oh, such Thank a pleasure. We are so excited and. <laughs> Oh, wow. And I kind of, I just wanted to like break down like what victory trip meant for me. Um, oh yeah. Um, so I was thinking about this for the last couple of years and I was, I was like, I have to break this down into two words, victory and trip. So I was thinking with victory, it means like you overcame, you won, you succeeded. That is now the past and trip is a journey. So starting of your new journey. And so for me, that's what it was. It was the end of the past and the beginning of the future and a new, oh, a new beginning beautiful. yeah and so, a new beginning yep. that is a new so beginning that's why i was like okay this is uh, that's what i thought was just so amazing about all of this just mm. so yeah. cool. thank you that is so thank cool yeah. that's what we're so excited that ryan had the the fourth thought to 
to put this out there because yeah. he knew that anybody that beat this deserves something to look forward to exactly. because they needed a fresh start. Yeah. And after that's, a difficult battle. And that's and, exactly what it meant for me. Mm-hmm. And I know fresh start. S- yep. Mm-hmm. Same with a lot of other people that I've got to meet. Yes. And yeah. 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 And your battle was extremely difficult. Yes. And I mean, and, I hope that you, you know that we're always here for you and, um, and that you will spread the word about 17 strong because of course. Yeah, yeah, we love to, add more people into our family and um it's yucky how we get to know you but the end is this these are my favorite phone calls yeah is to yep. hear this wonderful thing i'm getting married or i'm having a baby or you know yeah. um these are just awesome i got a clean bill of health like these are the most awesome things to hear so i am just so excited so so happy for yeah. you both all right so, you you are a prime example of why we do what we do yep and you're living proof <laughs> That's it. that victories don't come by accident. Really? I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Mic drop. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.